All India Radio presents Morning News. Good morning. I'm Abhishek Mukhopadhyay. The headlines: Supreme Court to hear plea of 15 rebel Congress JDS MLAs of Karnataka today. NIA arrests 14 people in Chennai for allegedly attempting to set up a terror outfit in Tamil Nadu. Relief and rescue operations intensified in flood-affected areas of Assam and Bihar. Pakistan opens its airspace for all civilian traffic. And in sports, India bags two gold medals at ISSF Junior World Cup in Seoul, Germany. The Supreme Court will today hear a plea of 15 rebel MLAs of the ruling Congress JDS coalition in Karnataka. They are seeking a direction to Assembly Speaker K. R. Ramesh Kumar to accept their resignations. A bench headed by Chief Justice Ranjan Gogoi yesterday agreed to hear today a plea of five rebel Congress MLAs, along with the pending petition of ten legislators. The five MLAs had moved the apex court on Saturday against the Speaker not accepting their resignations. The court had on Friday restrained the Speaker from taking any decision till today on the resignation and disqualification of ten rebel MLAs of the coalition. Meanwhile, the Speaker yesterday announced in the Assembly that the H.D. Kumaraswamy government will face a floor test on Thursday at 11 a.m. The Legislative Assembly resumed its session yesterday after the weekend. Karnataka BJP President B.S. Yadurappa said the BJP will form the government in the state in four to five days. Here is more from a correspondent. In a dramatic move, yesterday night, the special investigation team probing the multi-crore IMA jewel Ponzi scam detained the suspended Congress rebel MLA Roshan Beg when he was about to board in a chartered plane from the Bengaluru International Airport. Chief Minister Chidi Kumar Swami said in a tweet. The Chief Minister alleged that the BJP State Chief B.S. Ediyarappa's personal assistant was along with Roshan Beg when he was leaving, but BJP refuted this allegation and accused Kumar Swami of using the state missionary to save his government. Roshan Beg was needed in the case as the Ponzi scheme operator Muhammad Mansur Khan had accused Roshan Beg for taking 400 crore and not returning it. R. Murthy, A.A.R. News, Bengaluru. The National Investigation Agency (NIA) has arrested 14 people from Tamil Nadu for the suspected involvement in setting up a terror group. They all hail from different parts of the state and are said to have been deported from Saudi Arabia for mobilizing money in support of the terror group Ansarullah. They were brought in a special aircraft and produced before NIA special judge Senthur Pandian in Punamalli near Chennai yesterday. The court remanded all of them to NIA custody till the 25th of this month. More from a correspondent. The NIA action is a major crackdown on groups with terrorist tendencies in the state of Tamil Nadu. On Saturday, two people from Nagapattinam were arrested following searches there and in Chennai for establishing the radical group Ansarullah that aims at creating an Islamic order through terrorist attacks. The 14 people arrested in the latest case are said to have collected money in the Gulf in support of the group, mainly from Indians working there to strengthen the radical ISIS inspired module. Further probe are expected to give more leads in the case. Jay Singh, AR News, Chennai. The Enforcement Directorate ED has summoned six people, including Trinamool Congress MP Shatabdi Roy and suspended party leader Kunal Ghosh, for interrogation in connection with the Sharda Chit Fund scam. Sources in the agency said Arindam Das, a close aide of Sharda scam mastermind Sudipto Sen, 
two businessmen and an East Bengal football club official have also been summoned. They have been asked to appear within 10 days. Among the six, Ghosh, Sarkar, Das and Sandhir Agarwal were arrested in the case and named in the charge sheet by CBI. They were released on bail later. Roy TMC sitting MP was reportedly summoned last week by the ED, but she did not appear before the agency for interrogation, citing the ongoing parliament session. The multi-crowd Sharda scam which came into limelight in 2013 had left thousands of small investors in the lurch. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal and Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia will appear before a Delhi court today in connection with a criminal defamation case filed by BJP leader and opposition leader in Delhi Assembly Vijender Gupta. The court had issued summons to both last week after hearing the statements of the BJP leader and his witnesses regarding the case. Gupta had filed a defamation case against Kejriwal and Sisodia after the two had alleged that Gupta was involved in the alleged conspiracy to murder the Delhi Chief Minister. This is All India Radio giving you the news. For quick news updates, follow us on Twitter at AIR News Alerts. Relief and rescue operations have been intensified in flood-affected areas of Assam and Bihar. As many as 119 teams of the National Disaster Response Force, NDRF, have been deployed in flooded areas, including Assam and Bihar. A 24-7 control room has been set up in Delhi to closely monitor the situation in these regions. Talking to AIR News, DG NDRF SN Pradhan said, NDRF teams are continuously engaged in assisting the local administration in rescue and relief work. In Bihar, there are 19 teams deployed and two teams are on standby. In Assam, there are 14 teams deployed and four teams are on standby. The situation should improve because there has been less rain in the catchment areas of both Brahmaputra and other rivers Bihar. As far as NDRF rescue operations are concerned, more than 6,000 people combining the two states have been rescued and are taken to safer places. The flood situation continues to remain grim in Assam. Flood water has now submerged 30 of the 33 districts of the state with 43 lakh people affected. Four persons have lost their lives in the last 24 hours, taking the death toll to 15. 90% of the Kaziranga National Park has been submerged. Rescue and relief measures have been intensified by various agencies. More from a correspondent. Jal Shakti Minister Gajendra Singh Shekhawat will undertake aerial survey in Upper Assam today. He will be acting as Assam Water Resource Minister Kashyap Mahanta. Later, the Union Minister will hold a review meeting with senior Assam government ministers and officials in Guwahati. Chief Minister Sarvanan Sonwal visited Nalwari and Barpeda district yesterday and has reviewed the flood situation. As per the Central Water Commission report, the water level of the Brahmaputra is receding in Upper Assam. Rescue and relief measures have been intensified across the state. Nalwari District Administration evacuated over 100 people last night. Manas Patim Sarma, AIR News, Guwahati. Prime Minister Narendra Modi spoke with Assam Chief Minister yesterday. He assured all help and cooperation to the state. Mr. Sonowal briefed the Prime Minister on the relief, rescue and rehabilitation measures. Other northeastern states like Mizoram, Meghalaya and Arunachal Pradesh are also facing the fury of floods following incessant rain over the last few days. In Bihar, over 25 lakh people are reeling from the deluge in 12 districts following incessant rains in neighboring country Nepal. Bagmati, Kamla Balan, Lalbekia, Adwara, Mahananda rivers are flowing above the danger level at various places. Chief Minister Nitish Kumar undertook an aerial survey of the flood hit areas. Our correspondent has filed this report. 
26 teams of NDRF, SDRF and SSB has been deployed in relief and rescue operations. 196 relief camps and 644 community kitchens have been opened for displaced people. More than 1 lakh people have been taken shelter in relief camps. Flood water entered in urban areas of Sitamari, Araria, Parvis Ganj and Nirmali. National Highway number 28 in East Champaran and NS327E on Araria Galgalia section has been badly damaged, halting traffic. Dharmendra Kumar Rai, AIR News, Patna. The Supreme Court has sought response of the Centre, Bihar and Uttar Pradesh governments on a PIL seeking urgent steps to control the outbreak of acute encephalitis syndrome, AES, and provide necessary medical facilities to persons suffering from it. A bench headed by Chief Justice Ranjan Gogoi issued notice to the Health Ministry, Chief Secretaries and Secretaries of Health of Bihar and Uttar Pradesh governments. The plea also sought prompt and free cost of treatment to all the children suffering from AES. A partial eclipse of the moon will occur tonight and it will be visible in India. It will begin at 1.31 a.m. The maximum partial eclipse will occur at 3.01 a.m. when about a little more than half portion of the moon will be covered by the Earth's shadow. It will end at 4.30 a.m. The eclipse will be visible from beginning to end from all places in India except the extreme northeastern part of Arunachal Pradesh. It will also be visible in the region covering Australia, Africa, Europe except northernmost Scandinavia and most of South America. The Pradhan Mantri Kaushal Vikas Yojana is enabling a large number of youth in Uttar Pradesh to take up industry-relevant skill training that will help them in securing a better livelihood. Over 5 lakh youths have completed the training under the scheme and 5 lakh more unemployed youths are enrolled in the training sessions. More from a correspondent. Apart from imparting training in various sectors, Kaushal Melas organized by ministry at regular intervals are playing an important role in providing jobs to the trained youth and skilled workforce to the companies. Moin Fatima from Bareilly district told AIR that she not just learned stitching at the center but also doing a course of fashion designing to start her own boutique. We have learned a lot from here which has proved beneficial for us. Now we can work independently from our home. Sonia is also thankful to the government. Due to lack of money, I was unable to join a good institute. But this institute doesn't charge any fee. I have learned a lot many new things since I have joined here. More than 1,80,000 youths have got jobs under the Pradhan Mantri Kaushal Vikas Yojana till date in state. Sushil Chandratiwari, AIR News, Lucknow. Pakistan opened its airspace for all civilian traffic this morning, effectively removing the ban on Indian flights that were not allowed to use majority of its airspace since the Balakot airstrikes in February. Pakistan's Civil Aviation Authority has issued a notice to airmen stating that with immediate effect, Pakistan airspace is open for all type of civil traffic on published air traffic service routes. Pakistan had fully closed its airspace on February 26th after the Indian Air Force struck a Jashamamad terrorist training camp in Balakot in retaliation to the Pulwama attack. Since then, the neighboring country had only opened two routes, both of them passing through the southern region of the total 11. U.S. Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin has said Facebook must meet a very high standard before it moves ahead with its planned digital currency Libra. 
Mr. Nuchin told reporters at the White House that U.S. regulators have already expressed concerns to the social media giant about the plan for a global cryptocurrency, noting that these kinds of virtual coins have in the past been associated with money laundering and illicit activities. India bagged two gold and one silver medal in the women's 10-meter air rifle event at the International Shooting Sport Federation ISSF Junior World Cup in Seoul, Germany. In the individual section of the category, Alavenil Balarivan claimed the top honors with a total score of 251.6, while another Indian, Neholi Ghosh, settled for a silver with 250.2 points. India also clinched a gold in the team section by creating a junior world record. Therefore, ensured that India remained at the top of the medals tally with 14 medals, 6 gold, 6 silver and 2 bronze. China is second with 2 gold and a total of 6 medals. Ace Indian shuttler PB Sindhu will spearhead the Indian campaign in the Indonesia Open Badminton Tournament beginning in Jakarta today. Sindhu, seated fifth, will play her opening game against Japan's Aya Ohori tomorrow. And now for an overview of today's newspapers, it's over to Tanvi Taneja. Thank you, Abhishek. India postponing Chandrayaan 2 launch roughly an hour before blast-off due to technical glitch is the story that dominates headlines based in newspapers. Chandrayaan 2 launch put-off, maybe for a few moons, leads the Times of India. The paper says that the cryo-engine leak halts operation 56 minutes before takeoff. Government plans one-time amnesty scheme for old income tax cases, reports the Hindustan Times. The Business Standard writes, Sovereign bonds issue may be done in phases, centered to test waters via $4 billion first tranche. The Asian Age reports, former Prime Minister Chandrasekhar's son, Neeraj Shekhar, quits the Samajwadi Party. The paper headlines, SP leader quits as MP may join the BJP. And finally, know my lord or your lordship at the Rajasthan High Court. The Tribune reports that in a first for any high court, judges ruled against the colonial practice want to be called Sir or Srimanji instead. And with that, it's back to you, Abhishek. Thank you, Tanvi. And now, before we end the bulletin, the headlines once again. Supreme Court to hear plea of 15 rebel Congress JDS MLAs of Karnataka today. NIA arrests 14 people in Chennai for allegedly attempting to set up a terror outfit in Tamil Nadu. Relief and rescue operations intensified in flood-affected areas of Assam and Bihar. Pakistan opens its airspace for all civilian traffic. And in sports, India bags two gold medals at the ISSF Junior World Cup in Seoul, Germany. And for details of these stories and more, log on to our website www.newsonair.com. And with that, we end the morning news. Have a nice day.